and welcome to another episode of Inside the Drinker Studio. My name is Michelle, and I'm here with Ralph. Hi, Ralph. Hi, everybody. Hi. So we are at Glassbox, and we are here with our actor extraordinaire, Austin Savage. So good to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for accepting. <laughs> it's really great to be here at Glassbox. Uh, so good. In the beautiful El Paso spring month. I love this it's kind of weather. It reminds outside. me of uh, soft jazz at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the tap. Let's get some nachos. Let's get some nachos. Right. I would like some shitty beer with the nachos, please. <laughs> All right, so we're here at the <laughs> we're here at the glass box. We're here with Austin Savage. Yes. Um, so we're in the theater. You guys are building a nice set. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're building a set. I don't, um, and I don't mean nice in terms of like lack of quality, but like just. It's a uh, set. Yeah, prettiness is not our aesthetic. Right, mm. right. Um, and we're very proud about that, so I want to get that <laughs> like, out in the open. And, and it's fine. Everyone has their own niche. They do what they do. Right. And some people like Agatha Christie murder mysteries. Um, and some people like musicals and glitter and, you know. And um, I don't know. It's just not our thing. So, yeah, we're building a set. Uh, it's a space. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to put adjectives like nice or pretty. Or, but I know that sounds really pretentious. <laughs> but it's like you know. It's like when you listen to like just like Rage Against the Machine, and you're never like that's so. That's a nice song. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That was yeah. You know? All right. <laughs> mad well, decent. Mad decent. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah mad, mad seriously. Mad decent. All right. Well, we're gonna start with some personal questions. Who is Austin Savage? Um. And what's up with the yes. whole Amish um, oh. <laughs> thing here? Oh, uh, I actually, the, I the actually, beard. I, sh- I dyed and shaved my hair today. So it's not, it's not Austin. It's not like. No, it's totally fine. If if you looked at my Facebook profile, Ishmael. no, this isn't like the truth is is that uh, I'm, we're doing a show. It opens in a couple days, um, and I'm playing a uh, like debilitated alcoholic. Oh. And I had to groom myself for that part. <laughs> so really, yeah, I had to like. I actually had to cut my beard off. It was getting out. The oh, hair. so it was more Amish than this. Yeah, it was crazy. It okay, was, it was getting pretty crazy. And then, um, yeah, I get my hair cut and dye my hair and all this. Um, I got to still clean it up a little bit. Um, okay. You know, because I just I don't want to give away the whole appearance before opening. Mm. If that makes sense. So okay. hence why this is not the finished product. But yeah, it's it is actually for the show. Okay. Um, so that's that's the gist of it. But I, I I personally don't and I get this a lot when I go out and people are like, Hey man, I didn't recognize you, you look different and that's just the thing. I I don't like looking the same from like more than yeah. three weeks at a time. Hmm. Um so I'll grow my hair out long as long as you or sometimes even longer. Yeah. And so in order to compensate for the hair being the same, <laughs> I have to like do drastic facial things. <laughs> okay. You know, and sometimes you just cut I it. I guess all those are traits of, of an actor. I I, I, I don't I don't know if that has anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that has anything to do with acting. I think it's just I, um, I don't know. I, you know, I just I guess because we all look at ourselves in the mirror every day, mm-hmm. and I guess sometimes like boredom just sets in. So There's that guy again. Yeah, it's like yeah, my face is the like the like the female equivalent of like the, the perpetual dye, you know, the women who dye or yeah. streak their hair all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, just yeah. kind of it. It's just 
don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that and I, and in all honesty, I really hate shaving. It's yeah. just like the first thing when I wake up, like the last thing I want to do is like, I want to drag a, a sharp middle object across <laughs> my face and scrape my follicles clear. You know, like, it's just kind that of gross. great. Yeah, that yeah. Like, I wish I could say that, but I don't want to have any hair on my armpits. Or legs. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Well, I'm not a judge. I mean, as women can't grow a beard unless we're in a state. <laughs> mm. Or we're changing now. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So... How did you get into acting? Um, a, a friend named Ariadna Rico. Um, I had no intention of it. I, I didn't do it in high school or anything like that. I was an athlete, and I was um, pretty good. I was pretty solid academically, um, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and when I got, I was going to be like, I was actually debating between like literature and physics, um, something like that, uh, and then. I, long story short is that things happen, um, and I couldn't play baseball anymore, and I didn't, you know, and yeah. I didn't have a scholarship, so I came back to El Paso, and when I came back to El Paso, I was introduced to this uh, girl named Maria Narico, woman, she was a woman, she was over 18, um, named Maria Narico, and... Uh, Mariana Rico? Ariadna. Ariana. Ariadna. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ariadna, say, Ariadna Rico... Um, and she wanted to take an acting class, and she wasn't confident in her uh, English. Mm. So she's like, just take the class with me. And I was like, cool, she's cool. Um, so I went with her, and uh, it actually turned out that the professor leading the class had gone to the same college I had gone to to play baseball. Okay. So it was kind of bizarre. And so anyways, I liked the dude. Um, he wrote a play. I saw it. I thought it was weird and bizarre and fascinating. I'd never, like I said, I, I didn't come from an arts background, so I'd never seen anything mm. kind of avant-garde and bizarre like that. Um, and I really didn't know that it was, like, in existence, other than it, would, it was perpetually mocked in, like, Freddie Prinze Jr. movies and okay. stuff, you know, okay. when they always make fun of the art kids. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, anyways, I ended up fitting the costume, and I made my way on stage. I played a Swedish mackerel. <laughs> no joke yeah it was three plays before i got to be a human being <laughs> i was a swedish mackerel and then i was an extraterrestrial that was mistaken um for the virgen de guadalupe oh that was an interesting okay. wow okay. so yeah and All then my right. third play i got to be a human being so you know progress that's, <laughs> that's kind of when i knew I, I had my feet underneath me <laughs> They're like, hey, Austin, you get to play a human this time. I was like, it's the part I was born to play, baby. <laughs> wow. So, That's pretty good. I, I only, play, I only, I only got to the point where I was a fairy <laughs> in uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. I was moth. And then I was a vixen, nice. a Dracula. So I, I, that's when I kind of like... Called it, yeah. No, I didn't want to call it. It just life happened. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. first acting role, I, I was I was anymore. Jason of Jason and the Argonauts fame. Oh, for a second, I was like Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> a stage production. <laughs> the stage production of Jason. It was great. <laughs> I killed some kids. Right. The scene where I had to pick up someone in a uh, in a sleeping bag was a little difficult to coordinate, but we made it work. Nice. nice. Stage magic. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, oh, there cool. you go. <laughs> I think everyone at some point though was either was an innkeeper. An when innkeeper. I say when I say I didn't have like any theater, I yeah. just, I did go to Catholic school, and I like I was an innkeeper for like four straight years. So my mom would just keep that costume on standby. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, the nativity play. Oh. oh. <laughs> so she so just 
break out with her, and I'd come out, and I'd just point, yeah. and I'd be like, we have no room for you at this inn, and then... Everyone, and that was it? Yeah. And then they'd sing, the shining star of Bethlehem, and then, like, and then the, the, the girl playing the virgin... Would ride the guy playing the donkey. Would ride the guy. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> Catholics. <laughs> this is a point in art in my life where I still, where I still believed in uh, virgin birth. Yes. Mm. Miracles. Well, miracles. You know. Who was I talking? Now, obviously, I don't. In fact, I just saw some comedian the other day talking about how. Oh, uh, Antonio uh, Madia. You know, late night Columbia. Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Balthazar yeah. Morningstar. Balthazar Morningstar. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, yeah. we gotta invite him over. He, to the yeah, podcast. he he was doing a gig here, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin one of his jokes, but yeah, he was he was doing the BT Comedy Fest, and he was he told that joke about how Jesus is the first guy to break a hymen with a headbutt. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> he goes hard on that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, his Christmas video yeah. was fucking hilarious. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's a good kid. Shout out. Shout yeah. out. Uh, we should yeah. see him watching within 10 minutes if he's. Hopefully. Yeah. That'll be cool. <laughs> we should. And then you can have us in our show. Right. You know, you can, you can invite us over. That'd be awesome. Yeah, because. Uh, El Chino Negro, what did he call oh, it? Oh, George Negro White. Chino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was there. That was, was a good... He was fucking funny. Was good the translation? It was yeah. good. It was yeah. fucking it was, it was so bizarre, you know? That, it was like performance art, man. Yeah, it because was. Because at this point, he wasn't even interested in his own jokes. Or <laughs> no, the audience. he was laughing he was, at, at the girl translating. Yeah, he, he was, was just, just dealing with Gabby, which was amazing. <laughs> and was and even the way they shot it... Yeah. It looked kind of like, uh, you know, those, like, she had this, like, side profile, and he's looking over, and it yeah. just, it reminds me of, like, Woody Allen's Love and Death, you know, when, when, when him and Dad and Keaton are like, wheat, fields of wheat, <laughs> and everything turns into, like, like a bad, like funny. a bad Bergman movie. It was very, very funny. <laughs> well, there's no bad, but, you know, black background and just... I just like how she just, like, tries so hard not to laugh. Yeah, he's great, and, yeah, he was... You could tell too. He wasn't. He was. Uh, he was lucky. He had. He didn't have to walk a line that night because <laughs> he was pretty intoxicated during his set. But oh, that was great. Okay. I loved it. Yeah. I loved no, it. No, that was, was really good. So. So that's late night or late late. A late night. A late night. A late night compadilla. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So shout out to him. Shout out to Eduardo Espinosa, another mm-hmm. comedian and the co-host. Sweet. We're doing all these shout outs. Let's give you no cool people. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool people. It's great to know. Cool I, I legit. I have that thought a lot. I don't know Eduardo Espinosa. He's a cool guy. He's, he, he's, he's a funny he's comedian. He's a co-host. Yeah. yeah. Lolo. Lolo, Is that what I they guess. call him? Yeah, he's a co-host. Yeah, so. okay, cool. He's also a comedian. He, he, he kind of looks like the Mexican Woody Allen. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. So. Um, no, well, I, yeah. yeah, I had this thought the other day. I was watching... Uh, Emily Davis performed. She opened for Nico Case a couple weeks. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, she's a great friend. And I don't know. It, it's a cool feeling because I... Like, Sometimes, you know, no matter who you are, there's a, these kind of moments of like uh, self doubt or something, or, you know, just life. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and you're like kind of navigating your way through it, you know, like psychically or whatever. And it's always super nice um, when you can like legit, when you can like legit see your friend do something, like play, or like open for Nico Case, you do a mm-hmm. stand up set, or, or you read their like, poetry or you catch them at a slam even yeah. um 
And then you're just like, damn, I like, I legit know some beautiful people. Like, if I, I'm not liking their their stuff because they're my friend, but they, they happen, you know, the, the fact that yeah, the, the fact that they're amazing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my friend is yeah. is coincidental. Yeah, yeah. And and I, that's always a, like a really good feeling. Yeah. And, and that's kind of a, a constant touchstone, I think. Sometimes, you know, when doubt always creeps in, it's like, all right, who who am I been surrounding myself? like with and you know yeah because you can get lost sometimes oh for sure <laughs> oh no no we won't get lost <laughs> we're not gonna let you get lost because we're gonna start a questionnaire oh Ooh, smooth transition michelle i know right Segway. don't you just like it <laughs> <laughs> someone's someone's done this before of oh hi sarah walker Hey! Oh, did, oh, did you hear us talking about you, hi, or did Sarah. you just tune in right after? <laughs> so we're live streaming. Uh, so oh, we will make. We'll talk to. Yeah, we have actors in costume and... walking by. Yay! Sarah says hi. Hello. Hi. All right. So All what right. is our first question, Michelle? The typical question we always ask: What historical figure would you like to have a drink with? What would it be, and why? Oh. By historical, we don't mean dead. I mean, they can be dead. Necessarily. If you want to talk to Sean Spicer, you know, all power to you. <laughs> oh, man. God. We, we all but need to no, understand him. No, yeah. Well, like, no. In that case, it's like, it's, it's like, well, you said share a drink. Because that would because be I one would where, like, Hitler you would just to fuck up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just so you, I was about to say, because then you'd order the drink, but just to throw it in their face. <laughs> you know? Like, that's one of my goals is to get so wealthy where I can, I can throw fancy drinks in people's faces <laughs> just to prove it. Like, I don't want to throw, like, well, bourbon. No. I'd be like, yeah, so I'm going to take, like, Louis the Bleu. <laughs> throw that. That's, how, that's so you know how much I hate you yeah. when I spent uh, like, This dude bought Pappy, a shot of Pappy, and then threw it at somebody. It's like, yeah. Totally. Um, oh, no, not Pappy. Wow. Uh, I actually, I've never actually really pondered this. I mean, it's kind of such a generic question that, I, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I think uh, uh, Robert Irwin. Robert Irwin. He's an artist. He's like a visual artist. Um, okay. And he kind of does like installation work now. Um, but only because I accidentally picked up a book uh, about him kind of of him is an interview book okay and just it was it was it kind of altered the way i thought about things um which was super cool you know i would like i would i my favorite artist and author of all time is david foster wallace nice i love david foster wallace but i don't know if that'd be a fun drink <laughs> you know and and just you know i got everything i got you know, watching him on charlie rose okay it'd just be him like i don't know how i do anything it's just kind of <laughs> And, but Robert Irwin, actually, when you see his cool interviews, and he's like 90, so I'd love to catch him before he right. passes. He and, passes, yeah. yeah. And he's just a brilliant thinker, you know, more than anything else. And so even though he's in an aesthetic and in an art form that I don't understand at all, his way of looking at the world, is, I think, is amazing. Um, so, yeah, everyone should read it. The book is called Seeing is Forgetting the Name of the Thing You See. Seeing is see? Forgetting okay. the Name of the Thing You See. It's amazing. Yeah, it's kind of this this inadvertent outlook on art and life, and it's really cool. Super simple read, really quick. Robert Irwin. Robert Irwin. Awesome. You can also see his stuff at the Chinati in Marfa, if you ever feel the urge. The Chinati in Marfa. 
No, we're going to pass by Marfa whenever we go to Big Bend. So. We yeah, will yeah. be going to Big Bend in May. Sweet. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun. It'll be excellent. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's find a good question. You know what? What is your motto, Austin? What words do you live by? Um, okay, I say this a lot. I know it's not like awesome, um, but I actually do say this half-jokingly, but I think I mean it. I think I would be... Uh, t- I think... I would really regret uh, dying with uh, $20 left in my checking account. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. So don't die with $20. Yeah. With $20 don't, like, in it's like there's something out that means like that's, you know, the whole point is like everyone makes all these YouTube videos and social commentaries about how like you're a slave to money. Well, it's true. I mean, if you're a slave for it, then... You know, the thing, it provides what opportunity, yeah. fun, chance to travel. Yeah. So, so if you die with money in your bank account, that means you worked for an opportunity you never spent. Right. That's depressing. <laughs> Wait, so you say die with zero balance. I say die massively in debt. But <laughs> <laughs> like you won the last check you're right to bounce yeah, type thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, so check for the funeral, it's going to bounce. Yeah. It's going to bounce. I mean, if and, you... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's this work balance, you know. No, I mean, you don't want to take more from the world than you put in, you know, or whatever the Beatles talk about. Um, <laughs> there's enough lyrics about Beatles. that. But, I mean, ideally, again, like, you know, whatever. I don't want to get all, like, super political and philosophical, but it is a society in which you're kind of forced yes. to survive. And, yeah. And, and if you're forced to survive, then you got to take advantage of opportunity, and, and that has always been to me, like, Missed opportunity. Yeah. I, okay. I think in terms of like a magician or a wizard, like mana is the thing that lets you cast magic. Money is the thing that lets you cast magic here in this capitalist society. Right. So like I'm going to get that mana. Right. And I'm going to make my spells work. Right. All right. Cool. That's a good way of seeing it. <laughs> Motivate yourself somehow, people. Somehow. Do you do the thing. Yeah. I, I, I also think it becomes a fact that I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm like Spartan <laughs> okay. in my lifestyle. Okay. Like I don't, consume things i really don't i just don't and i don't judge i really try not to judge people who do you create yeah i mean like if you're gonna i don't know you need food to sustain and, right. and money to make things you know like sets and whatever you know stuff to create and then you know and then spend it on fun yeah. you know drinks or trips i've yeah. never quite got the consumption of like things mm. And I've seen like some knickknacks. Like, yeah, well, and not even like I've seen beautiful artwork like Rodin's and, and they're fucking mind blowing in space and they're awesome, but I've never quite gotten the compulsion of like owning. That. I want to own that. Yeah, in fact, it, 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 in it strikes house. me as like creepy. You know, <laughs> it's like that's a Van Gogh. Yeah. But instead of sharing it with the world, I'm gonna put it on my fucking wall. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like. Well, you better have a lot of friends that you can invite over. Yeah, just to point at it. And then, like, in the first time, your friends are going to be like, oh, good. And then after that, it's, it's just kind there. of over. It's, yeah. just there. it's just there. So that brings me to my next question. What is your biggest extravagance? Oh, God damn it. Oh. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, that's a good one, right? It's a follow-up. Yeah, that's hard because I really try not to have anything excessive. Um, yeah, mm, what do you spend your money on? Yeah, well, I, I do. I probably imbibe too much. Um... You know, some people okay. believe that. Yeah, it's like, oh. You have a, I, and I mean that occasionally. There's a couple of times where you check your account balance the day after, and you're like, well, I went over my, my drinking my budget. budget last night. Mm, it happens. Um, I know. You know what? But uh, I'm on the other side. I'm the one they receive. These, these 
I have this habit of, of picking up things that like totally fascinate me. And like they completely engross me. Oh, there's the ghost. Um, they totally engross me for like a brief period of time. Okay, like what? Like I like I, I was rendering 3D animation like a couple months ago. Very cool. Um, and I learned how to turn a ball into a wine glass, and I made a oh, cowgirl cool. walk. And like I have no I have no future in 3D animation that I could tell. But, but it it's was, fun to do. It's fun. Yeah, to do. it was just something that I picked up, and yeah. I became briefly obsessed with it. And then as a result of this this play that we're working on, I I became obsessed again with sound design yeah i don't know and i, I mm. always come back to these hobbies and i try to pick up where i left off okay but there's always like a, a process of relearning gotcha. you know i don't know guitar cool. same thing i'll get fairly decent at guitar play a few live shows and open mics and then I, I won't touch it for like a year and a half and oh. then i'll get obsessed again and then write songs and then okay okay but it's i don't know it's because i just like the process and i don't i don't think i ever have like and, and I don't ever plan to record an album or form a band. Or, right. You know what I mean? I mean, but so there's, there's like a thing in just like doing something for yourself and for the fun of doing that activity. You don't have to create something. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not a great starter, but I become obsessive once I begin something. Okay. okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just... And I was, I was always mad at Even video games. Oh, yeah. That's why I stopped playing. Me too. <laughs> I, I, I picked up Civilization when I was a kid. You know, oh, the original no. one with the blocks. Yeah. And like, I, that's my first beard. Um, <laughs> my parents didn't see me for like three weeks. It was dark. Oh, wow. You can get lost in these things, yeah. Uh, yeah, I picked up Civ Five, and the good thing Ooh. was that was so disappointing. That really? It, you didn't like it? I, yeah, I was slightly disappointed with it. Oh, my God. I loved it. I, I no, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm still playing. <laughs> In fact, I'm on so my I'm on my fourth or fifth like go through because because that game is so. I'm like, all right, fine. I did it as the Egyptians, but surely the Swedes can't do yeah. this. And then you, yeah. you know you got to challenge yourself. Yeah, then. like I want to win. I want to win like America, but as the Aztecs. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. There's actual ones where like this time I want to do it, but I will not use any chariots. And then you start creating like. <laughs> you make a game within the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Endless, endless stuff. So, so Sarah wants to know who is your arch nemesis. This is Sarah Walker, uh, founder of Frontera Poetry Slam, asking this question. I actually have one, um, some arch nemesis. I'm not. I'm not nemesis. Nemesis. Multiple. Oh wow. I'm not gonna go there. Um, <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah, they know. If they bother to listen, they know who they are. And it's not that hard to figure out. Um, <laughs> you can Google uh, probably people who ate Austin, and it should pop up pretty <laughs> quick. Uh, but I, uh, there's some specific people I hate. Um, and it's, the feeling's mutual. I mean, I think they're really just awful people. And I, I let them occupy oh, my... I'm not going to name names. Yeah, I'm not, because I don't want to... That's just a, whatever. But we will set up a burning effigy very soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing, is I let them occupy my brain space for too long. Yeah. Don't waste time on that shit. And so I, I'm just, I'm, I've kind of just gotten past that. That's an interesting question because she, she knows specifically. Um, um, but I will say, who's my arch nemesis? I, oh, you know what? I, I can go a more like lighthearted way. Um, I think, uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was like, what's going on here? It's not looking the mom, that's for sure. Um, in a lighthearted way, uh, I, I really kind of detest... Um, As he pours a bottle of Jameson. Yeah. Because now we're getting lighthearted. Uh, <laughs> empty. We're, we're quality here. Um, Go on. Just kind of like empty, empty pompacity. Um, 
I really, I really hate, I know this sounds funny, I really, I hate like artists. Mm. I, I hate people who really, uh, who, who are obsessed with um, the presentation of themselves yeah. as a torture genius. Yeah. So they, they demonstrate all the torture, but none of the genius. <laughs> if that Pretenders. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Posers. You know, they're all furrowed. And I know quite a few. And yeah. We all know. And you know, the funny thing is, like, yeah, I mean, I, and I'm not, I'm not, definitely not mocking anyone's mental state or sadness or anything like that. Or, you know, but sometimes it's like, you, your thing is about the behavior. Yeah. You're spending so much time. On presentation. On presentation. You should actually be doing things like, I don't know, painting. Or, <laughs> or, or looking at painting. Right. Or, you know. Um, I, it, it's just, it's always struck me as super bizarre. Um, I, I, knew, I know people who are legit tortured. Um, and the sad thing about them is they don't think they are. If that yeah. kind of makes sense. Okay. Um, you know. Like and I if, said, posters. Right, and if and if they are, yeah. then mm-hmm. if they are, then they're embarrassed about it, because, you know, they're most just a bunch of insecure people. Yeah, you know, most who of, isn't most of most of like <laughs> most of the really talented people I, I've met. And I, I worked with like I worked, um, I worked very closely with the guy who won a MacArthur Genius Grant. You know, stuff like that. But he he, he was just working, and I think yeah, that's that's the big thing. I guess just work, and then we'll get it. Um, you don't need to show us your artistry or artiste, whatever, terror. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I really, I'm, I'm, try, I'm sorry, like, you probably just missed two weeks ago, I would have cracked on some people and we would have had some good laughs. laughs. I'm, I'm actually trying to be a slightly trying better person. Trying to hold back and person this week. Yeah. So. But you, again, you know who you are. You know you who know you are. are. <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's talk about something happy. Okay. Positive. Because I'm happy. Happy. I forgot about that song. <laughs> so when and where were you most happiest? Mm, um, well, I, I, that's interesting. Because um, I think we all have a tendency of looking back on a past mm. and saying like, oh, those were the salad days. If only I knew I was in it. You know, yeah. So what makes you happy then? Yeah. What is the thing that makes you? You know what's weird is I was like I was like literally like I said I, w- I was working with a guy who's going to win a MacArthur Genius Grant in two right. weeks, and we were just going and having beers and talking afterwards about this play uh, with this guy who's a fucking genius, and I knew it then. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like when I was talking about when your friends are cool, I knew it then, and then sure enough, four years later, the rest of the world recognized it mm-hmm. and gave him the award he deserved. Nice. Um, um, but I've always liked those moments and I don't like, I don't know if it's even with specific people cause I've had really just engrossing conversations with Chris Bevins, the guy who, mm, who runs yeah. the glass box yeah. or, or Sarah Walker herself, uh, Eduardo, uh, mm-hmm. Aurora Tarango, uh, just any like, yeah, these and smart, intelligent, sincere. I think that's the important thing is I think there has to be like a level of, sincerity to these people where you're having a conversation that is almost like mm. on the teetering of going to 
of dark places with it. Okay. You know what I mean? Do you know okay. what I mean? But yeah, but but you you're tapping into something that's really kind of so personal. It becomes universal. Yeah. I don't know if there's any of this making sense to anybody. <laughs> but those are like super fascinating when you're connecting. When yeah, you're, like, even on a if human you don't level. even if you don't understand exactly what they're talking about because their experiences are different yeah. than yours, you can identify with their like struggle. Yeah, you can see it in their eyes. Yeah. Or you, you, you can know empathize. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, because the businessman can struggle the same way a painter can. You know what I mean? The, the uh, details of the struggle might be different, but their passion and their efforts are, are the same. Like Mel Maese, I think, is one of the most amazing people I know. And I've, watching her grow the pizza joint yeah. has been like super fascinating. Yeah. So. Are you getting called? I am getting called, but let's wrap up these questions at least. I may even tag someone in if you guys want. Yeah, if, if anybody has some questions right now before we... Well, we have that one from Sarah, but let's, let's talk about the glass box a little sure. bit. Sure. Yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's talk about your play and how you look like Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs> you dressed up as Gary Oldman on Halloween I once. did dress up as Gary Oldman on Halloween. Here's the cool thing. I was 11, 12 years old. I saw The Professional for the first time. That was the first thing I ever saw Gary Oldman. Oh like I said, I, was, I wasn't an arts guy. I, I had no idea. He'd done Sid and Nancy and all that other kind of stuff. I saw The Professional. I thought it was the coolest thing on planet Earth. I absolutely fell in love with his performance, and I like uh, obsessed over that film. And that was the one film I obsessed over with. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then uh, I grew up. And I, I never really caught it, but the resemblance to him started getting pointed out around like 2021, <laughs> and I was totally fine with it. So either that's a happy coincidence, or just I osmosisly through the television screen, yeah. <laughs> um, Oldman's myself, I have, and I have no, I, I still worship him. Um, as a performer, I think he's a super fascinating guy. He's the one guy who can say like controversial stuff, yeah. And I'm like, no, oh, Gary. <laughs> Everybody else, I'm like, you fucking dick. Dude, there's nothing you know? at Gary Oldman reading mean tweets. Right, right, yeah. right. So I love Gary Oldman. Um, yeah, and the other one, this, this, and what was the other question? There was a, there was glass two. box and your play? Oh, Let's glass box, yeah, quick. glass box is just, I was lucky enough uh, when I, I, I came here from Chicago following a stint at the Goodman hey, Theater. I lived in Chicago. I love Chicago. Lived, uh, yeah, I lived over by, by the Polish village. It was amazing. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Super awesome. Right by Clubfoot. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, that's, that's how I <laughs> made my way through Chicago by the bars. Um, <laughs> oh, no. And I worked at the Goodman Theater in there, and, and I, you know, I made a decision to come back home um, in 2010 because the, the narrative of the borderland was all violence and drug mules and cartels. And, right, and, yeah. and it was just it was frustrating to me. And I had a, a super cool mentor there. Who was kind of, you know, he had marched in the civil rights mm. in the 60s with Martin Luther King. He legit had like a scar on his head where he took a brick, you know? Wow. This guy was like personal friends with Barack Obama because he, he runs black, he's a big black theater mm-hmm. dude in, in Chicago. Um, and he asked me to be part of his show and I was just blown away by that. Um, that was a phone call that changed my life. Like, seriously. I was depressed and living with my parents and just. You know, um, the opportunities that I thought was going to come after working at the Kennedy Center weren't coming. And then that phone call, and I remember I didn't answer it because I was afraid it was a student debt collector. (laughs) And then they left a voicemail, checked the voicemail, and it was was Chuck Smith changing my life. And uh, I I can never thank that dude enough. Like, that's one of those things where, like, you run into people... 
And it, you know, anyway, so I, I had this opportunity to go there, work with him, meet amazing people. I got, I got to see Phil Hoffman, uh, Phil Seymour Hoffman direct a play with Tom Hardy. Wow. Um, That's amazing. Know, yeah, they were in the same wow. theater I was at, you know, and yeah. so wow. they were rehearsing next Chicago. door. It was, it was a trip, dude. Goodman. Um, yeah. If you ever go to Chicago, go see their shows. They're the best in the world. Anyways, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was there, and I was very happy in Chicago. I almost answered Chicago when that previous question came up. Okay. I almost answered it. Um, I was very, very happy there, but the one reason I wasn't happy was because, like, uh, I was a cog in a machine, which mm -hmm. is fine, and because the machine was beautiful, but like Chuck said, like, you, you keep bitching about the presentation of your home, then go home and fix it. You know, and he said it exactly that way. You can be a cog in a machine. You can try to build a whole new engine. No one's going to blame you either choice you make. But right. if you if you make the first choice, then you kind of got to let the second one go. You right. can't have one foot Both. in. Yeah. And that's the one that, like I said, sometimes when I do get down, it's because there are down moments here, and I always think about what, yeah, could have what been. if I had stayed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But those are the ones where like I made that choice, and and like oh, and as Chuck told me, don't. You can't, you can't be half in. No half measures, you yeah. know? No so, half measures. No half right. measures. <laughs> right? <laughs> if nothing else, listen to Mike. He always knew what he was talking about. Ermin Trout gave great advice. Okay. So then you come to El Paso? Yeah. Okay. And then I start this theater company. Oh, sorry. Glassbox. Totally forgot. Got lost. Um, and then we were just looking for a space because there's no space. Mm -hmm. And then we ran into Chris Bevins. Um, we had mutual aesthetics. He's an amazing guy. Yeah. Just an incredible artist and human being. And he pretty much just said, um, I like you. I like your aesthetic. Um, I like what you're trying to do. Let's do it. And that's been it. And so we've been kind of like co-conspirators ever since. Um, he operates the facility, um, which is crappy on a certain level because he's an absolutely brilliant artist in his own right. Mm -hmm. But because he's the patriarch, he's been so occupied kind of overseeing everything that that until we get the um the entire system fully operational he'll never quite return to just make stuff right okay but he's getting there hence him putting that thing together in two days for us which is mind-blowing he's the one building our set yeah so. oh, right, yeah cool. mm -hmm. all right so we've got a question from marie road okay oh yeah hi um, marie and so she is asking would you ever do Immortal Beloved as a play? Uh, I would absolutely. Oh, wow. Let's talk about Gary uh, yeah. Oldman. Yeah, I love that. Damn. I love that film. I, I get, I'm, in fact, I'm doing an adaptation of a film. I got hired to do an adaptation of a film in November. We're going to be debuting it here um, called Drug Face. It's a horror movie with Sean Young. Interesting. Um, I have no problem. I would love to do Immortal Beloved, uh, and I'd love to solve the problems of it because <laughs> okay. it, it covers so much time and space yeah. and different yeah. locations and uh, problem solving. Like I talked about my obsession with 3D graphics. Yeah. That's, that's my one cool thing as an artist is I'm not a great visionary, but I problem solve. Um, that would be a fun one to solve. It's just the rights, the royalties, yeah. the studio. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not cheap, man. So uh, tell Marie if she wants to see Immortal Beloved, then like Beethoven. <laughs> um, she can find some patrons who sponsor. And <laughs> she pay. says hi, hi Marie. Make that happen. Make that happen. Right. Yeah. Say hello to Manny. Yeah, way. Manny. Right. We want Manny back on the episode uh, on the show. Marie, if you want to be on the show too. Yeah, she should. Be. We got to do more wine. We need more wine. Oh on yeah, the we show. need a lot of wine. Cool. Seriously. So. 
I'm sure they, they'll be thrilled to do that. Woo! Hopefully, Anyways. Hopefully. Anything else that you want to ask? The actor needs to. Yeah, I may have to bounce. I'm sorry to keep it short. That's fine. That's all right. Hey. But we got to do our thing. Got to uh, do what you got to do. We appreciate you being on it. No, it's cool. Like I said, we could, uh, this is amazing. Um, my co-founder for the Border Theater, Carlos Urbacava, he was just mm -hmm. on Late Night Comedia. Cool. This is a real thing. I'm not kidding you. Um, he told me when I first met him, I thought it was bullshit. And maybe this is a challenge that you could live cast this. You cannot intoxicate the man. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> oh, wait. I know. You make the voice. So have I. It was like, that's nonsense. It's like, I come from a long line of drunkards. Maybe not the best argument. But it's like, it's pretty impressive. Okay. And uh, so that might be, we might have to have that. He's, that would be fun. We could do a live stream of just trying to get this man drunk. It's and... really impressive. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm up for it. Yeah. It's a good challenge. He's, he's pretty impressive. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. We'll call him in or in a second. He was the actor who walked by. So. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, and, and like, it's funny because it's not like some huge source of pride. It's just like, yeah, I can't he's get like, drunk, like, man. Dude, seriously. It's like, I'm actually uh, allergic to marijuana. It sucks, oh. dude. I know. Everyone keeps telling me like I'm missing out, and I know I am, because I've lived with people and had lovers who smoke, and you know, and everyone's like, yeah, and I'm just like, ah, ah. All I get, all I get is tunnel vision and migraines, and it's no. just like, it's like That's sad. so it's like, so for Carlos, it's the opposite. He's like, yeah, I get all the taste, but none of the none of the good effects. Yeah, none of the increased confidence. <laughs> No, no, no. None of the forgetting my pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just have to cope with yourself 24-7. Okay. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, I mean, it'd be great to have Glassbox and Border Theater back on again in the future. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're wrapping up right now, so. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was actually talking to the guy. <laughs> Not back to you. No, cool. No, no thanks for. No, thank you. It was short and sweet, but, you know, we're going to encourage people to come and see your play. What is the name of uh, the play? Oh, the play is called Idol. Uh, for those live casting, all five of you, which is funny because I think all five of you were watching already bought tickets, but that's cool. <laughs> tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Sure. Yeah, it's uh, uh, 14, 15, 16th at 8. Um, and it is the 21st through 23rd at 8. And at it's at Glassbox. Glass yeah. 10 bucks. Um, it's pretty good. It's a good piece. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook. Glassbox, G-L-A-S-B-O-X, one word. Just one S. One S, right. And it's <laughs> the Border Theater. Yeah, seriously, thank you guys, man. It was fun. Thank you, Austin. Thank you. And we, great. We'll lounge one day. I promise. Yeah. No, I mean, I would love totally. to come down here. Like, we were going to do a live stream with, like, our multi-cam setup. It'd be nice to do that again. Like, to actually come down here and actually do a multi-cam mm -hmm. and have everybody on there. That'd be fun. Yeah. We'll, yeah, get a whole gang. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, crazy people here besides me. I'm, like, one of the more sane I mean, people. yeah. Glassbox has a lot <laughs> of cool things going on. Cool. Awesome. Thank right. you so much, guys. Right. Thank well, you, Austin. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for watching this, like, nice little On live. Podcast. Thank you for listening. Live. Um, like, subscribe, share, leave a review on iTunes, on Google Play. It'll get us more listeners. Yes. And if you want anything, you want to be on it, let us know. Email Here us at insidethedrinkerstudio at gmail.com. Break a leg. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Austin. Thank you. Get in the <laughs> And thank you for, for watching us. Um... I'm just going to chug the rest of this La Fin du Monde. Okay, you're driving. No, I'm not. We're taking the Uber. No, you're driving. Bye, everybody. Bye. The piano has been drinking.
piano has been drinking, not me.